Why do some move forward and get unstuck and some don't? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. Very important question. Very important question. Glad you guys are with us. We're going to go ahead and read a review before we answer that question. And this one is called Amazing Content. It says, I have not experienced betrayal in my marriage, but I still find this content so relevant and helpful. They're real, funny, and so relatable. This podcast has really helped open conversation up with myself and improve my relationship with my spouse and who I am inside. That's a rad. Yeah, I love that's that. That's a rad um, review and certainly thankful for it. And um, I, had a, I had a childhood friend that I still keep weekly contact with um, who doesn't share my story but listened to it and was like, oh my gosh, like there's some cool stuff in here. So um, I just appreciate hearing that because obviously we're, we're fairly niche. We're fairly niche just their name. as podcasts go. <laughs> uh, but, but the truth is, is to see that that has great impact on others outside of this arena is really a great thing. So thanks for the review. And if you haven't yet, pop over and rate and review and subscribe. And we might read your review on a future episode. So thanks for doing we that. We just hit a big number. So thank you guys for doing that. Okay. So tell us what that number is. I don't know. I have to Google. I have to hurry and look. <laughs> I don't remember things, you guys. Uh, over a thousand. So awesome. thank you. Awesome. Over a thousand ratings. And it's still and... five-star reviews. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Yep. Appreciate you guys being here. So let's do this. Let's jump in, Brandon. Let's do it. Um, so though I, I want to explain how this question has come to be a little bit in that you know, Ashlyn, Kobe, you guys have been running groups now for years, right? Yes. Um, I've been doing therapy groups. I've been doing individual therapy. Uh, I've worked with, I don't know how many people, uh, just thousands of people, thousands and thousands of hours of doing this work. And it's really fascinating to me. Um, some people thrive and move forward and some people get stuck, stay stuck. It doesn't matter how much money they spend. It doesn't matter how much time they spend. Um, they just stay miserable and stay stuck. And, and it's both the, the person struggling with addiction, stay stuck in his addiction or her addiction and, or the betrayed partner stays stuck in the pain of the betrayal. Um, so we really want to flush out in this episode, the difference between those who actually find peace and find healing and, and find recovery and those who don't. And I believe, I believe there's one thing, one ingredient, and I wouldn't tell Ashton what this was before I we guess, started. And I, I must've been wrong because, because <laughs> I was wrong <laughs> and that's okay. So I'm going to wait for the magic answer, but until we get the magic answer, we're going to talk about the details. 
Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, Ashlyn and Kobe, and what I'm saying about some people moving forward and some people not, is that true? Yes. 100%. We were that way. And it's this like, sometimes he would ebb, I would flow and vice versa. And I know we both got mad at each other for not moving at the same speed at some point, yeah. which did not go well. <laughs> now I've, I've worked with couples and individuals who cover the gamut. So I've worked with people who come in ready to go and they are so motivated and they just do, they just go and they eat up recovery. They love it. They, it becomes a part of their life. It's a, it's a hopeful thing. It's an exciting thing. And they just soak it in now that's some people. And, um, then there's, there's probably the good majority are like you guys that are like, huh, I'm interested in this. Huh? I really like this. I'm really motivated. Ugh. I don't like that part of it. This is difficult. I want to hunker down. And so like they kind of, they, they move forward and then they take two steps back and then they take three steps forward. And it's like, Oh, what, what is this thing that we're, we're doing? Um, and, and I think that's fairly normal. And then there's the, the people who come in and just don't get better. They just continue to get worse and worse. And they, they want to pay money to a therapist to take their problems away, mm-hmm. but they don't actually get better. And there's a reason why they don't get better. Um, but here's the thing. Here's, here's the magic ingredient. And um, it's, I want to be really careful when I say it because it can, it can seem invalidating to the position that you're in, um, both as the addict struggling with this thing that feels like you're shackled down and that it's hopeless, and both as the betrayed who feels like you've been hurt by somebody and, um, and that the pain is really great. Um, but I'm going to say it. Okay, I'm going to say what it is. The reality is, is um, healing and recovery is, is a choice. And it's about willingness and accountability for what you want to create in your life. And if you want to create peace and you want to create healing, you can. It's, it's within your power to do so. If you want to stay stuck in blame, if you want to stay stuck in shame, um, and now I, I say this like it's so easy to get out of these things. It's not. These things are really appealing for a lot of reasons. Um, there's not accountability to these things and there's mm-hmm. not vulnerability in these things. It's validation. But it's Yeah, it's validation in my pain. I can sit there forever, forever and ever, and I can become more angry and more shut down and more isolated. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that hope is always real. And you can always move forward and move out. It just might be facing some really mm-hmm. scary things and doing some really hard things. Um, is that, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I think we give you validation here on the podcast. I hope that's our hope is like, you're not alone and this is normal. These things yeah. are, are part of the process. And I hope that you take, I know so many of you do take the podcast for what it is. And then you go and do your work. And, um, I listened to a podcast today and they were talking about prioritizing and creating rituals, which Kobe and I have become really good at creating rituals. And we're not as maybe hardline scheduled, but we're, we're good at being, um, consistent and showing up in those rituals. And 
I re she's uh, in the podcast, they talked about um, prioritizing maybe therapy. And they said, you know, a therapy appointment is around $130. And so most of us look at that and go, Ugh, $130. I don't have money for that, but we'll go to target and we'll spend $130 because everything was a great deal. Mm -hmm. And it's different, right? It's short-term happiness versus long-term wellness. Mm -hmm. And that made so much sense to me because I know in our position, I didn't want to spend the money and, and signing that like our money away and going, okay, we're doing like, we're really committing and prioritizing our mental health was scary. It was frustrating. It was okay. It's also paying the babysitter. It's also giving up date night because now we're paying for so much help. But to me, it was, it was long-term wellness versus Short-term, we're okay. Short-term, I'm happy. I'm fulfilled. I want long-term. Right. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, Ashton. Some people will, will, they'll pay the bill and then still not do the work. So that they've mm -hmm. invested the money and then it's like, well, the therapist wasn't good enough. Or yes. Like, <laughs> they didn't and, do their job. <laughs> they didn't do their job. And they still don't want to invest the emotional energy and work that it takes for healing. Which... And, we both did that, Brandon. Uh, the therapist we went to for what, 16 months? She was a great therapist. We were choosing not to be totally honest, not to talk about. I took zero ownership. Kobe right. took zero ownership. Oh, and that we was just when went. I was having the second affair. With yeah. Them. So there's massive lies and secrecy behind yeah. us. Yeah. How like can a therapist help me? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we're like, I don't know. They're just mean and we fight and we have these patterns, but. The roots were never talked about. I really was going to that therapist expecting and hoping for some kind of Hail Mary to work, to give us, to give us connection. I was really hoping that, that she would have fixed you. And so that would have felt, <laughs> made me feel better. And I went to <laughs> shut him up. That's the truth. And it's, yeah. yeah. Investment, <laughs> investment in change. Listen to what Ashlyn and Kobe are saying, you guys. They're saying, you know, I went for the other person to change so mm -hmm. that then I could be happy. And, and the reality is, is if you're investing money, if you're investing time, then invest that on some good, humble self-reflection mm -hmm. and willingness to face hard things. And if you do that, then you're going to see change in your life. Um, if you don't do that, if you are, are wanting just your partner to change for things to get better or some miracle to just come happen and take place that chances are, it's not going to just happen. Mm -hmm. um, I want to play devil's advocate a little bit of, you know, so like, okay, Brandon, great. Like I can choose healing. Wonderful. Well, what about like my partner refuses to do any work? They refuse mm -hmm. to change. I'm completely miserable in my marriage and in my life. And you're telling me that I can just choose to be happy and choose to change and choose to get better. What do you guys think about that? Well, we're not in that situation and you guys know that, but guess what? I do see so much power. I, I know Brandon said this for years, but I didn't really see it in action until I saw people who've completed the beyond betrayal program, which was solely focused on the, the woman betrayed. Mm -hmm. We rarely talked about the other person. It was like 100% do your own work, do your own work. And regardless of what's going to happen in the yeah. relationship. And so to see women stepping into this, it's painful to say my partner's going to do nothing, but I'm going to invest in this thing 
for my long-term health and wellness and the outcome may not be what I want. So for them to go through that process and to find hope, to find this new part of themselves, um, to find their voice, to say, hey, this doesn't work for me anymore. Things like that to me is I think what you're talking about. And it seems so big and like, but how is that going to work? Because in the meantime, it is still uncomfortable to deal with your spouse when you're over here and learning new things. And maybe they're over there going therapy's stupid. And, and that podcast is so dumb. I'm not listening to it. That's hard. That's this coming up. (laughs) Ashton, there's a conundrum that happens and, and it happens not, not just with the, the betrayed, it's not just the betrayed getting healthy and the, and the addict not coming along. It happens the other way around as well, where sometimes the addict starts to get really healthy. And the conundrum is this is, you start to realize if I get healthier, meaning if I am more honest, more boundaried, um, more empathetic, more available for intimacy, those type of things, then my relationship will probably end. Because if I get healthy, mm. um, my partner is not going to like that. And if I get healthy, I'm going to be more boundaried. I'm going to be more honest in the relationship. And so there's this conundrum that happens of, I don't want to move forward in my recovery because I, I'm pretty sure that moving forward in my recovery is going to end my marriage. Mm. Um, so now I'm stuck because, so now uh, what I don't want is that. So I'll sit back and try to force them to work their recovery because then if they get better, then we can get better. And mm. we can't get past the reality that you can't control your partner and you can't force them into recovery. Um, and so that conundrum is really a tough thing. And I think from our vantage point, it's easy to see, you know what, just work your recovery. Like just focus on you and work your recovery and things will work out. We know that's true. And people might be thinking, yeah, Ashton Kobe, that's easy for you to say because you're still together and, you know, you, you live in the clouds of, you know, butterflies and rainbows and all this stuff. We don't. Just like <laughs> FYI. Wait, you do? <laughs> Where are those butterflies? <laughs> yeah. But... I can say, and I'm sure you guys can say too about your clients and the people you work with that um, every single person that I've seen be humble, be hardworking, be willing, that they have ended up right where they're supposed to be, whether they're married or not. And they've looked back on this whole experience as a blessing um, to strengthen them, um, to help them heal in ways that they couldn't even seem, see that was imaginable. Um, and so, yes, recovery is absolutely the best option than living in a, in a hell and staying stuck there. So, you know, th- there's a really interesting dynamic to this, which I think is, is important um, to consider. And that is when there are partners who are in various state, like different stages in recovery, I think what's really important to know, and I, and I have a, a guy that I've worked with who is in group who is um, doing fantastic and his partner is also doing fantastic. And they have both leaned into EMDR. They've both learned how to like own their stuff. But guess what? Life still happens and life still triggers both of them based on their, uh, their early life childhood trauma, their early life trauma and the trauma that they have experienced in their relationship. 
And the interesting thing is, is in this particular case, the, the, the dude who's recovering um, from, from addiction is in a place where he can be, and I told him this, in fact, just today, that he was the perfect partner for his wife mm-hmm. because he had, I mean, he's really been devoted. Like he's been mentally focused and he's been really consistent in his efforts um, for well over a year. And he has made extraordinary progress. She has made extraordinary progress. He started before she did. So naturally, he's going to be more skilled and more mindful. And that facilitates a beautiful process for him in supporting her, in being there for her, in standing by her side while she does her own work. Yes. And while she does her own EMDR. So... What I hope is, is that for those of you who are in um, working recovery with your partner, whether you're together or not, just remember that the skills are not meant to be learned simultaneously. That's Mm -hmm. not the point. Recovery is meant to meet us all where we are. It simply is as we acquire the skills that recovery demands, we can be better humans better partners, better individuals, better professionals, better parents, or any of those that are applicable. And so when thoughts of comparison sneak in, why aren't you with me? Why are we still through this? Remember that the skill set that you do have can be the perfect gift to your partner for where they are. And you have to see them as needing your help. And that might be just being the listening ear who's not going to fix anything. Right. Because yeah. when you are a, a jump ahead, which we've both been in that position and we've both done this where we start to, uh, I remember our therapist, Amy saying, you know, too much. Now you need to go back <laughs> and start in the basics again, because you're starting to use what you know to, you know, figure each other out. Why are they doing this? And then we're therapizing and we're saying, Hey, you're in shame and Hey, you're doing this. That's not helpful. And so it's going back to the really basic skills we learned at the beginning and saying, okay, we can do this. Remember we got ahead of ourselves, but we still have to do these really basic things to stay healthy together and support each other. Right. It's such this like interesting thing in that couples come in usually for help because there's pain in the relationship. Betrayal has happened or like the relationship is a reflector back of, hey, something's broken. And because something's broken here, our relationship is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but here's the interesting thing is, and so you, you start to deconstruct it and you realize the relationship isn't working and there's all kinds of unhealthiness going on there. But the real issue isn't the relationship. The real issue is something different. Um, it's individual. And so on an individual level, you go and you do your hard work, your soul searching, your mm-hmm. like really hard work in learning how to be an authentic, open, honest, humble person. And, and what's interesting about that is when you, when you separate from that relationship and looking for that relationship for all of your needs to be met, you work on yourself and you become more solid 
then the relationship, if both people do that, the relationship comes together and it, it's a totally different experience, but it works and it works really, really well. And so it's, it's this weird thing where it's like, you come in because of the relationship, we separate you out and you do your individual work and then the relationship actually works, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and what's scary about that is, I think a lot of times um, there's zero guarantee that if, if you do your own work, that your relationship's gonna work. Those are, those are independent things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not totally. It's half of the equation, right? And so there's not a guarantee. And so you, it's, it's, it's trudging forward anyways. It's doing this for you. It's, it's inside of you. And whether you work it out with your partner or you don't, you're going to get the benefits from doing that anyways. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So 100% agree on that. And, um, I'm going to talk and ask you a question, both of you. Okay. Okay. Brandon, I know you have had clients come in and I want to find solutions. I'm coming to you, the expert and saying, fix my marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I come in and I tell you about our last fight and all the wrong things Kobe did. Okay. How does that help me go to therapy and find my answers? Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, so th- that's a, an interesting question, Ashton, because let me tell you how I would handle it. Um, I would actually first validate the, the frustration. Um, I wouldn't agree with everything, but I'd valid, like, because if I just said, Ashlyn, if you sit and you blame him, you're going to get nowhere. So knock it off. What, what, what You're is that? You're fired, mean? Brandon. You're yeah, the exactly. worst therapist. I just got fired. Okay. <laughs> so I would validate like, man, that like, yeah, that's frustrating. That fight sounds hard and sounds like you're in a tough spot. And I would feel frustrated too, if I were you, if I'd say that, if that's true. Right. Um, so I do that first. I build some rapport, but after a while I'd start to take withdrawals from that rapport bucket. And, and what I mean by that is after a while, I'd say, Ashlyn, you've been stuck here for a while, wallowing and blaming Kobe. How are you a part of this? What are you creating? How are you engaging in this interaction with him? Where's your boundaries? Where's your own self-care? Um, where's your healthy communication skills? And we'd start to look at those things rather than just sit on how bad Kobe sucks. Because after a while, you'd get sick of it, Ashlyn, even though like it feels good to not take any accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd realize as your therapist, you're not moving forward. Yeah. Right. Well, and Kobe and I, maybe we weren't doing it individually, but we would go and I felt like we were doing the same work every week, like different fight, but let's take this fight to therapy yep. and let's see if she can figure out what our problem is. And, you know, we're just pointing finger. We had zero skills, you know, pointing fingers and just like, yeah, they would do this. And if they would do that. So she didn't have a lot to work with in that case, Kobe, I know you get guys, I'm sure that come and it's, you know, I'm relapsing because my wife did this, or I'm not doing my dailies because my wife isn't doing this. Is that part of groups ever, or they stay pretty in their own lane? No. Um, I'm sure he never hears that. <laughs> I never said that. That's like super oh, yeah. foreign to me. Yeah, you never blamed. He always yeah. honored me. I wouldn't go there. There's no way I'd show up to the therapist and then just out Ashlyn. 
I'm not trying to create teams here or alliances. This isn't survivor. <laughs> Maybe it's therapy survivor. I don't we know. do survivor therapy, right? It's like, um, I, I, I think the, I, my mind goes to this. Okay. Whenever I've had, um, weighty conversations with, with my, with my sponsor, his name's Rob and he's been wonderful. I know for damn sure that I'm going to have a conversation with him because I'm spinning in my own stuff and I can't see three feet in front of me, but the three feet, in front, I can't see past three feet in front of me, but, but I'm the standing three right feet there. in front of me, it's all Ashland, that three feet, it's all Ashland, it's all Ashland. Beyond that, I can't see any anything, and especially my own part. So I really okay. like Rob. I've never met him. Yeah, but <laughs> Rob is Ashland's, you know, champion. And <laughs> but but the truth is, is that really, when when I have conversations with him that I know are important, that I know I have to have ownership of my own stuff. I know for sure that the question he's going to ask is, Kobe, what is your role or part in this? Yeah. And, and, and that's the piece that always gives me pause and it always makes me think, okay, if I really want to actually move forward, I have to be honest with myself and saying, okay, this is it. And I, he'll, just like you, he will hear me and he will validate me. Mm -hmm. And then he will redirect that energy into saying, okay, now let's be contemplative. What's your part? Yeah. What do you own in this? And that's the only thing, that's the only bleeding thing that matters. That's the only That's it. thing. That's matters. what you have control over, Kobe. Yes. And so I think we all go to group or to therapy or to our sponsor, to 12-step, whatever you're in, or and say, this is what's happened. And we want some validation. We want to hear that, yeah, that sounds hard. And I can see that, you know, maybe they were escalated in their emotions. They didn't respond right. But there is always the other part, which is us. And um, for me, sometimes therapy isn't this really productive, you know, cause right now we're choosing to do, we're not um, doing recovery work. We are doing that shadow, shadow work. <laughs> we're shadow, doing shadow. all those inner child, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And we're choosing to do that. You don't have to. So don't feel like, Oh my gosh, they're still in therapy. Someone told us this weekend, you've made therapy your God and our religion. <laughs> we haven't you guys, but we're choosing to do this. So I go in and I don't feel like I'm like, I'm not super productive, right? I'm not reprocessing the way that I would normally do. But what happens is I have these small little, because I'm being so focused and mindful and I have this person there with me, really making me see, see, see my stuff. I have these like little things that come out that I wouldn't have had I not gone to therapy. Yes. I start to see, oh, like that makes me sick. And it's something yes. I did to Kobe. How does it make him feel? Right. Right. You know, and, and it's hard to, to do that for me without that specific time set aside every Wednesday mm -hmm. <laughs> at two o'clock <laughs> to, to self-reflect and yeah. to actually listen. Mm -hmm. But, but Ashlyn, one of the differences between what you're saying and, um, and some clients that stay stuck is you actually, when, when your therapist says to you, like look at your, within, is it, the, the words I use a lot is, is it I, like, what mm -hmm. about I, um, a lot of people can't do that or won't, they're too defensive. They're too shame-based that they, mm -hmm. they don't want to go there. And right. One thing about a good therapist or like Rob, for example, 
you know, Kobe, when Rob says to you, how are you creating this or what are you doing? Be clear about this. Um, when I, I'm guessing, but I, I'm guessing what I, I know for me and my clients, when Rob says that to you, Kobe, he's not saying it because he's on Ashlyn's team. Right. Legit. Not saying it for Ashlyn. Who's he, who's he saying it for? For me. For Kobe. For you. Because I'm seeing in one color. Yes. And it's red, and I'm just seeing red with Ashlyn. That's it. That's it. But there is a rainbow of colors that I am missing. There is a whole, like, there is way more than one color going on here. So yes. you're, you're exactly right on that. Right. Because a lot of times it's like, well, yeah, you're just seeing their sight. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't know what I'm doing here. What I'm actually doing is I'm seeing where you're getting yourself stuck. Mm -hmm. And I want you to get unstuck. And you're stuck in, in you know, our, our, the easiest place for us to hide is behind our partner suckiness. <laughs> you know, it we is. can all they do that. Suck. Yeah. Everyone else sucks. I have nothing to do with uh, it. Uh, yeah. None of, the, none of the problems are mine. Look at them. So you, you know, there's a really interesting kind of process on this, right? It's, it's, and I'll just speak for us. Okay. Just you and me, Ashlyn. And, and that is, um, we grew up with an expectation of how, um, our married life is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And very different within five people. minutes, that expectation is like shattered into the wind. It's, it's it wasn't like Cinderella. Yeah, no. right. No. <laughs> it was gone like a fart in the wind. It was like not even close, not even close. And then the more time we live in that place of, wait a second, my expectations aren't getting met. Is that because I'm doing something wrong? Mm. And is that thing that I'm doing wrong? defining my relationship is it defining me and if if my if if i feel badly or if i feel anger or sadness or despair about my relationship does that define me and what does that mean for me and how does that compare to the original expectation that i had when we first started so ultimately what i'm what i'm kind of trying to propose here is that if you take a step back from the expectations, if you take a step back from, um, from the idea of like the pie in the sky, Disney princess relationship, yes, where it's just this, uh, this epic moment of love and bliss, I'm going to be devastated. But if I see myself as a human who will continue to develop and grow, and the way that I do that is by being stretched in my soul. Yes. And moreover, the things that I struggle with, okay? We've said this once before only, but for, for those of you who are, who are faith-based listeners, struggle doesn't equal sin. Yes. Yeah. Okay? Struggle doesn't equal sin. Sin doesn't define a person struggle doesn't define a person. So if you can give yourself some grace and realize this is a season that we're in and it's a really hard season, but my struggles really in earnest don't define me. Then what one might find is some more grace to say, Do you know what? I've been stuck on this for like three months and I can't seem to get through this, but that's okay because I know it doesn't define me. And I know I just need to be willing to be stretched and grow and I'm going to trust the process. So remember that your struggles don't define you in your relationship. Your partner doesn't define you. And 
you can move forward in productive and, and constructive ways because there's access to help across the board, no matter what the issues are. So um, embrace the, the stretch, embrace the pain of stretching, embrace the discomfort of facing it and realize, you know what, just own it because it doesn't define you. Yeah. When, when a pile of shit lands on your head, this is you, an explicit episode. <laughs> when it lands on your head, you can suffocate in a stinky, horrible death and think, and think this should not have happened. Or you can look up and you can start climbing out of it and it can turn into fertilizer for you. There yep. you go. And it can be really good fertilizer. Um, and, and, and that really is the difference between the people that move forward and the people that stay stuck. The people that stay stuck are caught in that. Kobe, you said they it see so shit, well. And the people they, who move forward see fertilizer. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's gosh. true. It's, you Which see, one are you? You see growth. <laughs> you know, it's, we, t- we talk about being stuck in your relationship. Like, well, my partners shouldn't be this way. And they're so horrible. But it's also God. We do it to our, our circumstances. To Like, God, where were you? How come you haven't shown up for totally. me? Yeah. Um, we do it in life. Like, how come I don't have more money? Why don't I have a nicer house? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? And so we stay stuck in blame and stuck in the shoulds of how mm-hmm. things should be. And, and, that, and, and we don't get fertilized by where we're at and by those struggles. And, and so you, you said it really well, Kobe. It's, it's that growth mindset that sets you free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and ultimately gives you the energy to move forward. It's kind of like, <laughs> sorry, our girls take Muay Thai jujitsu, And uh, it's kind of like, if I go into Muay Thai, which is Thai boxing, right? Thinking, man, this is going to be so, so unbelievable. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And then in the first five minutes, I get, I take a jab right to the kisser. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what, what's <laughs> happening here? Why am I getting punched? This mm-hmm. is who said you could do that? Why am I getting? Think of how futile that is to, to oh. complain about being punched at Muay Thai, right? And so it's also like, if I'm going to live life, it's like, don't, don't live under the guise of like, I'm living life. I'm not going to get hurt. It's not going to be hard. Things aren't going to be tumultuous. It's like, just expect not that you're going to get punched life. right in the kisser Mm-mm. and just say everybody's going to. Yep. So that doesn't yeah. make me anything but normal. Yes. Yeah. Well, and... I, I think we keep having continued experiences of, oh my gosh, we've done all this work. I don't have betrayal, trauma, triggers, but my group today said, well, you were triggered. What does that even look like if you don't have betrayal triggers? A lo- like our whole life, we can have triggers, right? You yeah. can, I was triggered by a massive amount of work texts over the weekend, yeah. you know, because I'm like, I'm not in that head space where I could take it. And so it had zero to do with Kobe with, with, you know, it was my own stuff, but as I was able to just, okay, I'm going to go and take care of me. I'm going to go do the things that I need to do to get into the headspace, protect my energy. I took a break from my groups. I said, you guys support each other. I can't even listen to your check-ins right now. Just do it. And they were awesome. And they did it. Um, one of my favorite things is to come to the groups that I run and you know, one week they'll, they'll do their check-in, they own their part. They maybe walk through something and, and then say, okay, help me have eyes to see. They ask for kind of input from, mm-hmm. from me, from the group and there's insight and they they're taking notes. Like they're deconstructing a fight. They're deconstructing, mm-hmm. you know, their, how they showed up. They're not just coming and saying here, I did all my dailies. And yes. then, um, this is what my partner did. Okay. I'm done with my check-in. 
Um, so they'll do that and ask for feedback and then I'll give them like maybe a little challenge. So maybe this week you're going to do this and they come back and they did the challenge. There, there you go. And yeah. I am like, Oh my gosh, you're doing the thing forward. Yeah. Yes. And they are so excited because, and then sometimes they're partners in Kobe's group and they're like, Oh my gosh, my wife did this thing. Yeah. And it's like, there's instead of triggering each other and pushing each other's buttons, we're helping each other soften those walls and bring them down a little bit as we get safer. I have, uh, you know, uh, if there's anything I love most about my job is that I've seen people in the worst of the worst of the worst of circumstances, um, trauma that you can't even imagine. And um, I've seen those people in the worst of the worst find some real healing, some real gratitude and purpose for, for all of the stuff that's been handed to them. And it's those type of people that you're just talking about, Ashton. It's the people that are just willing and humble mm -hmm. to follow through. Their heart is just open. And it's just inspiring to me. Yeah, it's, it's totally is. Amazing. The resiliency of the human soul. And like, I get to see it and the growth that happens. And, and it's available for anyone. Mm -hmm. I, I know that. Um, it's just a matter of, of, are you willing? Are you willing to actually do it? So love it, love it, love it. Um, guys just want to, uh, to point out, and this thought just came to my mind and it really does. But if you need help with where you are, reach out to therapy, Utah, get an intake with Brandon and move forward. And with you guys as well, right? How do if they find you, you guys? Yeah. If you guys, feel like, okay, I need to take my recovery, um, next level because maybe you already are in therapy, but you want to skill up, you can reach out and you can go to ashlandandkobe.com and you can click on mentoring and you can see what, what's available there for you. But the truth is, is it's a new year and it's possible for you to move forward. Um, and it's possible for you to make progress. So, um, where you need it, reach out and send yourself with the proper support and the energy that you need, because hey guys, if we did it, if Ashlyn and I did it, oh my gosh, you guys, if I could just give you a peek to the past, you'd be like, oh my no, gosh, if we had a, a podcast of the oldest, you guys would be like, they are wacko. Uh, so if we can make change, but, but also you guys are freaking awesome. So there's that too. So well, <laughs> I think I'm freaking and Ashlyn just makes us awesome. That's, that's how that goes down. But guys, thanks for being here. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Share that episode if you, if you feel like it, because there's good that can be done with it. So until next time, peace out and lean into it. See you guys. Bye-bye.